You're listening to Real Paranormal Talk with Jeff Trelowitz, part of CKCC Radio. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Podbean. And now your host, Jeff Trelowitz. And welcome back to episode number 62 of Real Paranormal Talk here on CKCC Radio. As always, my name is Jeff, and we are the home of all things spooky when it comes to CKCC Radio. And as I will always mention, we are the longest-running show on this network as well. You're welcome. Now, I've talked in the past many times about my love of St. Augustine, Florida. And usually it's centered around either the lighthouse or one of the two cemeteries or even one of my favorite restaurants there, Scarlett O'Hara's. And I know I've mentioned this place a couple of times, but I want to go into detail today. I want to talk to you about a Spanish fort that li- that's right on the water. It is called the Castillo de San Marcos, and it is just a masterpiece. There's no other way to talk about it. It is structurally beautiful. I would love going there even if it wasn't haunted, but it is, and it makes it that much better. So before we get into the paranormal aspect of it, let me tell you a little bit about the fort itself. It is built out of limestone, a specific type of limestone known as coquina. I believe I read that it's only one of two forts built solely out of coquina. Now, for those of you with some experience in the paranormal, one of the biggest theories is that limestone is a conductor of the paranormal. Something about the stone itself just makes it easier to trap spirits in it. And if you know the history of Castillo de San Marcos, there is no doubt about it. This place is haunted. Now, it took 23 years to build this fort. From 1672 to 1695. It is 20.48 acres. And like I said, it's uh, right there in San Augustine, which is on the east coast of Florida. It is the oldest masonry fort in the continental U.S., located on the western shore of the Mantanzas Bay. It was designed by the Spanish engineer Ignacio Daza. Like I said, constructions began in 1972. Though built in part by black slaves owned by the Spanish, the fort later served as one of the first entries points of fugitive states from British North America into Spanish Florida, where they were freed by the colonial authorities. Now, let's talk about the timeline here. The uh, English colonial forces led by James Moore besieged the fort in 1702. About 1,500 town residents and soldiers were smushed into the fort during the two-month siege. Smushed is a very technical term, by the way. In 1740, the Brits went at it again and once more attacked the fort, this time for almost three months. Their strategy was to starve the 300 soldiers and 1,300 residents hidden inside the fort. The assault was a partial success, although the British forces under Georgie Governor James Oglethorpe retreated after the campaign. Hundreds of people lost their lives during the surprise siege, and twice as many died of cholera and starvation inside the fort. In 1763, those Brits tried it again, this time with a new tactic. 
After the Seven Years' War, Britain gained Florida in exchange for returning of Havana and Mania to Spain. They went the diplomatic route this time. During the American Revolutionary War, the fort became a prison for hundreds of revolutionary fighters. The battlement became a POW camp for the forces of Washington, captured in Charleston. In 1779, the Spaniards, with a bee in their bonnets after the last dust-off, once more declared war on Britain. The Spaniards waged battle with the Brits and overtook many forts along the Florida coast. In 1783, the Treaty of Paris was signed, and Florida fell back into the Spaniards' hands. In 1821, the first bloodless exchange, a minor miracle back then, Florida was bought up by the United States and the fort was ceded as part of the bargain. The states nicknamed the place the Swamp Fox. For almost 10 years, most of the action it saw was against roaming bands of pirates. Arg. Now, there are a couple different stories as far as the main hauntings, and we'll get to those. But I want to first talk about some of the stories that come out of there. Reports of paranormal activity at the Castillo include sites of Spanish soldiers patrolling the grounds, the phantoms of a Seminole Indian leaping to freedom from a high fortress wall, and having been there myself, unless you're jumping into the water, you're not surviving that jump. A Spanish soldier is spied at sunset, standing at the edge of the fort, a light shining in the watchtower on stormy nights. This one just creeps the F out of me. A cold hand pressing on visitors' neck in the dungeons. Unexplained noises and loud conversations. Feeling ill after visiting certain spots. Sounds of screams. And photos capturing misty shapes and strange lights and orbs. Now, while I was there, I did not witness any of those. I did have my own experience. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment. But one of the major stories, one of the rumors of who is haunting the Castillo de San Marcos, involves... A Spanish general who suspected his wife was having an affair with somebody else at the fort. He then, they, the, the two of them then just kind of disappeared. We don't know what happened. Until they uh, dug out a wall and found two people chained to the wall. And they died there. And it was in one of the little... Uh, can't remember the exact term of it. Uh, magazine rooms, that's it. And that's where, and I'm not saying this is the exact room that I had my experience in, and I know I've told this story on this podcast, but for those joining us for the first time, or want a refresher, or just want a cool-ass story. So I was there visiting with my ex-girlfriend and a good friend of mine, R.I.P. And so my friend and I had to crawl underneath the wall to get into this uh, magazine room. My ex-girlfriend at the time did not feel like getting dirty, so she stayed on the outside. And we were just kind of in there. And that's when we started to hear sounds of cannon fire. Like there was a battle going on outside. Now, yes, the there is a cannon on top of the fort, and it does get fired at scheduled times. And it only fires once. We heard multiple fires. 
and it was not scheduled. We had the uh, the schedule in our pocket, and we looked to make sure it was not. It wasn't for another couple hours, so it's not like it could have been the cannon on top. And we called out to my ex-girlfriend, who again was on the other side of the wall, and she heard absolutely nothing. My friend and I were both heard it. We both commented on it. We tried to record it on a digital recorder. Unfortunately, the sounds were too faint and they did not come out. But there is no doubt in my mind what we heard that day. We heard multiple cannons being fired at each other. Now, unless, you know, they have recorders in the wall, which I'm going to guess they don't. So, it's just another story of this Castillo de San Marcos. It is absolutely a beautiful building. The other great story to come out of that, well, it's not really great, is the death of Indian Chief Osceola. Now, if you know Florida, you know there's a whole county named after Osceola. He was captured near St. Augustine and near Castillo de San Marcos. And, let's be honest, he was killed. There's no other way to put it. And a doctor came in possession of his body, I guess to do the autopsy or whatever. And the doctor took the body to Castillo de San Marcos and decapitated the body. I mean, yes, Osceola was already dead, but that's very disrespectful. And he used the head of Osceola to punish his children. If his children misbehaved, he would just put the head in their room as they slept. Now, can you imagine that? Being a child and in the middle of the night, just seeing a decapitated Native American head staring at you all night. Now, I don't know about you, but me, I'm not getting any sleep that night. So, again, Osceola has been... They, they believe that he has been seen in the fort many times. So, the, yeah, the dungeon that the bodies were found, uh, there's drastic changes in temperature, shadows, or like I said, even the hand that has been known to, uh, to caress, rub, squeeze your neck. So, yeah, it is absolutely one of my favorite places to go just for the history of it and of course having that much paranormal history to it as well does not hurt uh it has been it is so well documented that even the uh ghost adventures boys have been there i saw another show uh did an episode from there and i don't know how i felt about the crew themselves because it was they, they built their own ghost traps every episode, and that to me just seems a little bit odd. Um, I don't know if that's something that could actually be done, you know, during the course of a TV show. But the, the show is called Ghost Asylum, and it's about uh, just these uh, guys from, I believe they're from Tennessee, yeah, the, who go around. And again, you know, it's, it's your basic paranormal show with a down south kind of twist to it so I I was going to watch all 
four seasons, but I was like, eh, there's nothing that's really jumping out at me. But when I saw that they went to St. Augustine, there was no way around it I was going to watch that episode. I'm going to watch a couple other episodes of places that I'm curious of. They've been to Penhurst Asylum. They've been to Rolling Hills and Slash Furnaces and Mansfield and Waverly. You know, all the hot spots, all the well-known places that ghosts have been known to hang out. So, you know, I'm going to watch more of them. Because, like I said, I, I do love a good paranormal show. And even if I don't like the characters on it, there's always, you know, something spooky happening. So, big fan of that. So, again... If you are in the area and you have not been to Castillo de San Marcos, I cannot recommend it enough. It is absolutely a stunning place to be, and you just never know who you're going to see. So, or who's going to reach out, reach out and grab you by the neck. So, highly recommend it. I will definitely go back the next time I'm in St. Augustine, which I want to go back soon because it's been a while. I'm not going to start singing Stained, though. I did that joke to somebody yesterday, and they were too young to understand the reference, and that made me feel even older. But that's another story, so... Check out St. Augustine's Castillo de San Marcos if you can. Uh, if you've been there, let me know. If you've experienced anything, let me know. I'd love to talk to you about it. So, check it out. In the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode of Real Paranormal Talk here on CKCC Radio. And have a good one, everybody.